Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Remy Battery, family-owned and operated since 1931 in Milwaukee and Escanaba and Houghton, Michigan. RemyBattery.com. And by Huntworth Gear, high-tech camel wear at a price you can afford. HuntworthGear.com. I'm Dan Small. Today, U.S. Marine veteran Eric Rittmeyer returns to talk about using mental skills to improve performance in any outdoor endeavor. My son Jonathan reports on last Saturday's swimming race in Lake Superior, and country music artist Nick Hoffman talks about the difficulties facing a performing artist and TV producer during the pandemic. Time now for the Madison Outdoors Report. It's presented each week by Pappas Trading Post, Southern Wisconsin's leading Matthews and Mission archery retailer. They are located on Highway 14 west of Arena and on the web at pappastradingpost.com. And you hear this feature each and every week on WTSO, the Big 1070, and wherever you get our podcast. Joining us now once again is McFarland guide Ron Bearfield. Oh, Ron, you've been a busy guy. Been busy, been all over the place fishing <laughs> and it's, uh, the bite's been really good until, uh, just, you know, we started getting a lot of rain here the last week and it's kind of made the river go a little bit goofy. I know the Mississippi over there is, uh, chocolate milk right now and, uh, it's still, I should say, from uh, earlier in the week there, heavy rains they got. And, yep. Uh, the bite was really good there, just getting going. Uh, a good friend of mine, Ted Beck, called and said that, uh, he was on a, a good walleye and big perch bite over there, but now this muddy water is going to slow him down a little bit. Yeah. Well, uh, what were, were you fishing the the Big River? I have been, but I've been fishing mostly the Wisconsin. Okay. Um, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was fishing the Big River, but uh, uh, I've been on the Wisconsin most of the time here lately, and and, and of course the Madison chain a little bit, but uh, uh, the bite here on the Madison chain has been pretty good. It's been a pike, a uh, few walleyes, uh, quite a few bass, some really nice bass. Uh, We've been just kind of playing with different plastics and uh, actually punching in the weeds has been really good on Lake Monona, uh-huh. um, as well as as Wabisa. You know, it's uh, you got to get that plastic down in there, and, and you got to use the heavy weight to do it. But it's working pretty well on the bass, and we're even picking up some pike. Um, I did have a client get uh, a couple nice muskies last week, and uh, so everything's been a little bit active here. So. Uh, I just kind of run it to water temperatures when I fish the muskies, though. Yeah, so, yeah. Once it gets up there pushing that 80 degree mark, I kind of back off of it, and it's usually an early morning bite, so uh, your water temperatures get down about 75, 76 degrees, and uh, it's not so bad, but as soon as they start pushing 80, I back off. Yeah, I hear you. Now, uh, on uh, Mendota and Wabisa, those weed bass, uh, are you talking uh, uh, surface emergent weeds or, or yeah. below the surface? Well, they've been cutting them out there, so most of them are below the surface, and it's coontail and, and milfoil. Yep. And uh, we're punching down through with a, with a heavy sinker and, a, and like a Texas rig. Yep. And uh, punching down through it and 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 getting down underneath it. Once you get underneath it, you know it comes up and lays toward the surface, lays on the surface, and it's a lot of stems down below. So they got a pretty open area down there to swim around it. Uh, there's certain areas they seem to like a little more rock, a little more gravel this time of year, you know, and. And you put those crayfish in there, and it, we're doing pretty well, actually. We're getting some pretty nice fish. Uh-huh. Now, so, are these uh, are these largemouths or smallmouths or both? Well, mostly largemouth, but I've been getting a few smallmouth mixed in. Uh-huh. And the ones that the smallmouth we've been getting have been very nice fish. I mean, they've been three, four-pound fish, so. Nice. Uh, not a lot of little ones. And the largemouth have been pretty decent. I don't think I've had any over four, but... I've had them up to four, and quite a few in that two and a half to three pound class. Yeah, well, those are good fish. How about the pike? Yeah, the pike have been very active on the whole chain. I mean, uh, and they're letting you screw fish too when you're fishing for bass. Because you know, when you set the hook and all of a sudden you come back with a clean line, you you know what had a hold of it is either a muskie or a pike. Yeah, but um, you know, so but uh, they, but also the spinnerbait bite's been pretty good. Um, where you can fish it, you know, it's kind of hard with the weed floating with the weed cutters out there all the time. But uh, the, even that's been uh, been pretty uh, pretty good. And usually in the mornings, early or later in the evening, has been the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when the when the boat traffic is down a little bit. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
But yeah, and Lake Mendoza, the, the pike have been very active up there. Um, the same thing, swim, big swim baits have been working pretty good. Um, over the one, you know, if you can find a good area where the where the weed cutters have maybe cut a week ago, you know, yeah, uh, that way you've got a layer of open water up above them, and and that works really well by for working these swim baits or a bucktail or a, anything like that. Uh, the pike have been uh, pretty darn active out there. Haven't had a lot of great big ones, but uh, I, I suppose. Well, the biggest ones I've been getting have probably been in that 33 to 35 inch class, you know, which is fun to catch on bass tackle. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, now you say uh, when it's cooler, when the water's cooler, you're, you've been trying for muskies. Uh, what's been working for muskies? Well, we've been we've actually been catching them on the weed edges and uh, over the tops a little bit in the mornings early. With uh, I've been using just a sp- inline spinners. And, uh, but I'm keeping it down where the number eight blade has been good. Uh, you know, and I haven't been throwing the big double tens or anything like that. And I've also been throwing a, a single number eight, not a double, not a, you know, not a double bladed, uh, bait. And, uh, it seems like that's what everybody's throwing. I mean, since you've kind of gotten conditioned to, yeah, they'll follow it and look at it, but they don't want to hit it. Uh, whereas these single blades, they seem to be hitting a little better. Uh huh. Smaller, so smaller, had, smaller baits then. A little bit smaller, yeah. I'm not throwing such uh, big, heavy, ta- you know, heavy stuff at them. Uh, the bulldogs that, were, uh, that I've been fishing anyway have not been the pounders either. They've been the smaller, mid-sized uh, uh, bulldogs. You know, uh, something with a little flash in the tail, like a like a black and chartreuse tail, uh, or a, a, a purple and white, or something like you know, something like that seems to be the trigger. Uh huh. Now you can't fish those in the weeds, can you? No, you got to, we're fishing those on the outside edge. Uh-huh. And 15, 15 to 20 feet of water. Yeah, okay. Time of day make any difference? Yeah, it does. Early morning is, has definitely been the best. Um, I would say by, get it done by 11 o'clock, that's usually, usually, uh, the best time. If you can start at 5 or, or even earlier, uh-huh. it uh, makes a difference. Yeah, okay. How about panfish? Are people still getting panfish on the chain? <laughs> They are, they are, and now the weed edges, uh, the perch are, are running pretty small. You know, there's a lot of guys talking about limits of perch, and yeah, you can get a limit of perch, but there's an awful lot of little guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, but they're on the weed edges. Uh, Mendota's been good. University Bay, uh, off that weed edge off the Union has been good. Um, the, the, down on the west shore, on the far end by Middleton, uh, that's the only point. This area has been very good on the weed edge in about 15 feet of water. So. And it also makes a difference if you can get a hold of some helgramites. It really does. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, they don't hit worms, but they hit the helgramites so much better. Yeah. Uh, I think Gene's got them, doesn't he, uh, off and on in here? He, he did have. I uh, haven't talked to him for a couple of days now, but, yeah, he did have. Yeah. Um, he, he had a gentleman that was uh, supplying him with, uh, with helgramites. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a pretty good bait supply. I talk to him once in a while uh, when I can't get you, you know, when you're up north right, here right, right. in Missouri or something. Yeah. Well, how yeah. about how about the Wisconsin River? Now it's high right now, but when before it, this uh, really, before this high water, what were you doing? Well, before it came up, it was uh, down. I was fishing down between uh, Old Portage and, and Lake Wisconsin that stretch, and. Uh, uh, you get in that hookers area there, there's some quite a few holes right in there. And the walleye bite and smallmouth bite has been really good uh, with, a, with quite a few catfish mixed in with it, you know. But um, it's, that the river was really good. Now, like, like I said, it's up, it's pretty high this week, but uh, it'll go back down if we don't get any more heavy rains. And uh, I expect it to get good again. And, you know, behind the sandbar breaks, those fish were really working those. Uh, I just had... Sometimes a jig head with a with a half a night crawler on it, or or a twister tail. Mm-hmm. I've had keeping it keeping it pretty simple, and uh, those fish have been very active on it, even the catfish. Huh. So okay. yeah, we had a couple sturgeon. I had a young man, uh, a nine year old, uh, catch a uh, oh probably a forty eight, forty nine inch sturgeon uh, one day there, and he lost another one. It was just as big. That was on a night crawler, you know, fishing on the bottom. But sure. Um, and of course, you you always get a lot of sheep at so yeah, <laughs> there and don't be afraid to clean up some of them and eat them because they're they're very good. They'll they'll surprise the heck out of you. You know, if you keep them cold uh, or bleed them out in your live well like you would a walleye, and then throw them into the throw them into the cooler and keep them on ice, they're very good table fare. All right. Well, Ron, thanks so much for that report. I I know you're fishing because I can hear the wind there, but I'll let you go and <laughs> we'll talk to you again sometime uh, later this summer. 
Okay, sounds good, Dan. Thank you. You bet. Ron Bearfield with the Madison Outdoors Report, presented by Pappas Trading Post, Southern Wisconsin's leading Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Uh, you hear this every week on WTSO, the Big 1070, and wherever you get our podcasts, Lake Link, iHeart Radio, and other platforms as well. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. If you're ever in a car or motorcycle accident, call Hupie and Abraham, named best personal injury law firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal, year after year. The firm of Hupie and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm voted best and rated best, Hupie and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit Hupie.com and all 11 offices of Hupie and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business. And we hope our new listeners on WFHR, locally grown radio at 1320 a.m. in Wisconsin Rapids uh, enjoyed last week's show, and if so, that they tell their friends about us, and uh, we hope they're listening again this week. So welcome if you are. Uh, the show airs at 8 a.m. on Sunday on WFHR. Well, joining me now from Wisconsin Rapids is Jeff Kelm. Well, Jeff, uh, I, I read about the rapper, uh, rafters, <laughs> the Rapids rafters, hard to say, uh, no-hitter recently. Yeah, a, uh, a, a two-pitcher no-hitter. That's the first in Wisconsin Rapids rafters history, and uh, the town is very excited about it. The, unfortunately, the rafters season hasn't been great to them. They're kind of in the middle of the pack uh, as far as record-wise, but they did win eight games in a row, including that uh, no-hitter. So that helped, you know, uh, elevate their status a little bit, just not quite enough to catch up to uh, the Wisconsin Woodchucks in the uh, in the division. Uh But, uh, yeah, we're really proud of the Rafters. We love having that in our town. We love going to the games. We're actually, we were at the game prior, the day before that no-hitter. And uh, huh. we had we we always have a lot of fun there. Oh, good, good. Uh, and you've been busy. You went to a Rafters game, and then what else did you do on the weekend? We went to Brewers game last weekend as well as Robert's first Brewers game. It was the coolest thing. So we made a sign saying uh, my first uh, Brewers game for him to, to hold up, and he wasn't too sure about the sign, but uh, we had uh, left field seats, second uh, second deck. Uh, which is just above the restaurant to be named later. And um, uh, so Christian Yelich was on the COVID-19 injury list up until that day. He came off mm-hmm. on his bobblehead day, so Robert got a bobblehead. We sat in the oh, front nice. row of the second deck, and he got a ball from Christian Yelich. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so Christian, uh, yeah. yeah. It was cool. Christian made eye contact with us and uh, kind of nodded his head like this ball's coming to you and tossed uh-huh. it right up to us. So uh nice. yeah, it was really really cool experience and uh we had we had a lot of fun and um I I love going to Brewers games. It's the closest I've ever been to a ball. I was I was so nervous Dan when they he threw that ball up there. You don't want to be that yeah. guy that misses it, you know, that drops right. it. So, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, good. Good, good, good. And uh, then did you go fishing at all? We did. We got a chance to do a little fishing as well. Uh, we uh, hit uh, hit a lake that I've done some, uh, some ice fishing on. Uh, really, Robert had asked at one point, kind of the middle of the day one day, like, hey, can we go fishing? And I was like, well, I don't have anything ready, so let's plan, you know, tomorrow morning. And so we we set out to to fish in the morning and kind of got chased off relatively early for my liking by a by a storm rolling through uh that ultimately dropped about 3 inches of rain on us but uh um we uh, we did have a good time we caught a mess of fish i caught uh some pike and bass while we were in the boat and robert when we got back to the shoreline before the storm uh really hit he was able to catch a whole bunch of fish right off the dock and and he had a good time with that too excellent well, now, three inches of rain in sand country, where you are, it's like 
a sieve, it just goes right through it, right? Yeah, it just turns the grass green. I mean, uh, to, uh, we, we that, that's about it. Uh, we had a puddle for about 25 minutes, uh, about uh, 15 minutes longer than we normally get a puddle. So, yeah, it was yeah. pretty good. Well, we got five and a half inches out of that uh, storm on Saturday, and we had a flood, and it was the fourth one we've seen in five years. Hmm. And I would say the worst in terms of the amount of water that came over the berm and out of the creek. Um, our uh, helper, Ozzy, and I were out trying to move the sheep. We were in knee boots, and that was a joke because the water went over those pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, when it topped the berm, we uh, the sheep were, were stranded. They just weren't going to go through it. And I am glad they didn't because they're short-legged, and I wouldn't want them to get floating because they'd you know they'd be down in the lake i'm mm-hmm. afraid a, a mile yeah. downstream so they went to what little bit of high ground there was and ozzy and i just kind of toughed it out uh you know in a spot that wasn't getting heavy flow and within a half hour that flow went right back down again and it, we've actually posted some video on the outdoor was or the um, outdoor news wisconsin facebook page uh, a video that Ozzy shot of the pretty much the peak of the flood and then a half hour later where you're looking at green pasture with a little water in it. Mm. Just amazing. So, yeah, it was an experience that we don't like to repeat, but we've done it now, as I mentioned, four times in five years. The fences are down, and Ozzy and our other helper, David, are busy putting them up again um, in anticipate. well, <laughs> We're not anticipating anything, but you never know. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, it's for sure. Been raining off and on all week, so. Come on. And uh, we have a giveaway this week. Compliments of Huntworth gear, uh, a one hundred dollar Huntworth clothing package. To enter the drawing, call four one four two nine seven seven five five four, or email us at dsoradio at gmail dot com. 414-297-7554 or dsoradio at gmail.com. Leave your name and number and mention the Huntworth giveaway. I'll give you that info again at the end of the show. So if you didn't get it this time, grab a pen and be ready next time. And I almost forgot John and I, my son John, who's on the show this week, we spent several days fishing up in the uh, Chippewa County area around New Auburn. We fished Long Lake, where Dave Roll lives, and Amakoi Lake. And we stayed at Dave and Ronnie's Basswood Guesthouse, a lovely um, Airbnb, I guess you'd call it. Uh, we caught one muskie on Thursday, and uh, John had a hit during a rainstorm, and 20 minutes later, I, I had a, a hit and caught this uh, the one muskie that we did land, a 36-incher, but it was slow otherwise. I think we boated one bass and one short pike in the whole uh, uh, the whole three days, and then that that muskie. And John had had one on. We saw a fin. It, it hit a bucktail. Mine hit a topwater bait. Just engulfed it. And fortunately, I was looking to see uh, if I could spot an eagle that he had pointed out. So I wasn't watching the bait and didn't pull it away, which is what sometimes I do on topwater. <laughs> so. <laughs> it was exciting, my first muskie of the year, and I hope not the last. And the big highlight, actually, besides the muskie, we saw two bobcat kittens at the boat landing, or almost at the boat landing on Amakoi. It was really cool to wow. pull in and see these two little animals, and they turned sideways, and they looked like cats, and then all of a sudden we noticed, hey, no tail or short tail. First uh, bobcat kits or kittens I've ever seen. They were just neat. Very I've cool. been busy too. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm on a podcast by Howard Fox. I met him at Woka a couple of weeks ago, and to listen to it, go to successinsightpodcast.com. I also have a link to it on my Facebook page. Uh, he turned the tables on me. Instead of doing the interviews, I got to be the the guest, and it was a lot of fun. Well, coming up, U.S. Marine veteran Eric Rittmeyer is back, and he's got advice for improving our outdoor experiences with uh, mental activities and exercises. Country music recording artist and TV host Nick Hoffman is back, and he's announcing the debut of his sixth season on the air coming up on September 13th. And we'll kick things off with my son Jonathan reporting on last Saturday's 
Point to La Pointe swimming race in Lake Superior. He didn't swim. He was a kayak um, race guard boat or whatever you call it. You'll learn more about that and much more coming up right after this on Outdoors Radio. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. As Remy Battery enters the 90th anniversary of our company, we want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the years. Thank you for your continued support to our local, family-owned company. We invite you to our newly remodeled Milwaukee retail store on the corner of 43rd Street and Lincoln Avenue. We have batteries from the largest military crafts to the smallest hearing aids, Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or the waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN. RGS. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. Dan Small here. And joining me now from the shores of Lake Superior up in Bayfield County is my son, Jonathan. John, welcome back. Thank you. Hey, we had a couple days together fishing up in the new Auburn area. I mentioned it earlier in the show. The action was pretty slow, but it was good to get together in a boat again. Yeah, definitely. It was a nice time. I enjoyed it. Good. Yeah. Now, you had a different kind of kayaking adventure last weekend. Tell us about it. Yeah, so last Saturday, I was uh, for my first time, I was a safety boater um, for a swim race. And basically, we... There were 50 kayaks involved in keeping the course for a, uh, you know, a freestyle swim race from Bayfield back to Bayfield. It was around a loop uh-huh. of some buoys in, uh, in the channel, basically by the Apostle Islands here. And it's, uh, it's an annual race. It's normally from Bayfield to La Pointe on Madeline Island. Um, but COVID, Reasoning, they turned it into a loop that only came back to where it was, where it started from, and so it was a different course. Um, we did deal with some wind and waves, which was a bit challenging, definitely for the swimmers, and uh, kind of challenging to hold position uh, and form a, a line or a barrier, really, with the kayaks as well. Uh-huh. Uh, so it was, it was challenging, it was interesting. Yeah, so 50 kayaks, well, that's a lot of boats to get out in the water and, and form a line or do anything together. Yeah, it was, it was really well orchestrated. We we had three zones with zone leaders and radio command, and, and you know, it really went off without a hitch. Oh, that's, um, that's so I was, on, I, I was in a position where my kayak was back to the wind, back to the wave, mm. kind of maintaining a line um, on the northeast side of the, of the triangle that they were swimming. So I spent a lot of time paddling backwards into waves that I couldn't see coming. Oh boy. Which was which was fun, yeah. Yeah. So they washed over your boat, I'm sure. Sort of. They push you and and the boats are designed to turn into the waves and turn into the wind and so it's a lot of corrective strokes. Uh huh. Okay. And any uh any problems on in the race? No, I think overall I think there were around two hundred swimmers. 
and only one person didn't complete and needed to be rescued. Uh-huh. Um, and the way that works is the kayak, each kayak was equipped with a orange flag. And we just, you know, basically get the person to grab our, our deck line and raise the flag and then kind of back. Well, you, you basically just put the flag up in the air and then and pull the person out of the course. And then a power boat will come along and, and actually rescue them. Uh-huh. Okay. The race. okay. All right. And you weren't involved in that, though. I was not. You know, the only encounter I had with the swimmer was letting a woman rest on my on my for a few moments as she kind of got her bearings and and decided if she wanted to continue on or not. She did. Yeah. Uh, she was shivering and, and she was three quarters of the way through the race, but I, I think she completed it. So yeah, made okay. the right decision. Yeah, good. Um, now this was a fundraiser, I understand. Yeah, apparently they raised around fifty thousand um, dollars annually for the Bayfield Recreation Center, which is. Uh, a nice little facility here in Bayfield. They have a saltwater pool and sauna and gym and that kind of thing. Uh huh. Cool. Well, while you were getting uh, the wind and waves um, a little later that day, we got a rainstorm and a flood, and you know it was not fun down here. And I thought, boy, I hope they got that race over with because you wouldn't want to be swimming or kayaking in that weather that we had. You know, they actually they actually made the course a little shorter because of weather conditions, mm-hmm. and, and it never really uh, happened. Uh-huh. Um, they did. They went from a five k to a three k, and still nothing really turned up here. I think it'll work out where you are. Yeah, yeah, we got it. We got hammered. Um, well, have you got plans to check off some more of the Apostle Islands um, to to hit your twenty two goal this summer? Well, it's still the goal and it's still the plan. I don't, I don't have anything scheduled at the moment. Nothing, uh-huh. nothing on the books and no reservations. So, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know as soon as we get another one lined up. Yeah. Well, good. Well, we'll let you go. I know you're busy up there with uh, a couple of jobs, including the Big Top Chautauqua streaming. We'll talk about that sometime, maybe on another show. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot for joining us. You bet. Jonathan Small reporting on his adventure as a kayak uh, race boat, a rescue boat, potential rescue boat, for a swim up in Lake Superior uh, last weekend up in Bayfield County. Actually, Ashland and Bayfield Counties, I guess, because Madeline Island technically is Ashland County. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. We are going to talk now with Eric Rittmeyer. He joined us last week to talk about the uh, mental toughness required of Olympic athletes, and we just kind of ran out of time before we got into how that might apply specifically to some of the activities that we do. And he's joining us again now uh, for a little background. He's a Marine Corps veteran, the author of The Emotional Marine, a book about mental toughness and emotional intelligence. And his website is mentaltoughnessspeaker.com. Well, Eric, thanks for joining us again, and welcome back. Yeah, I appreciate having you back again. Great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad you're available two weeks in a row here. Now, we <laughs> we ended um, last time mentioning mental toughness traits of Olympic athletes that can transfer to everyday life. And uh, you, you've got, uh, oh gosh, six or eight here bullet points. Um, I don't know if we'll have time for all of them, but what are some of the mental toughness traits that, uh, uh, that, that you know, uh, peak performance athletes have and exhibit and depend on that we can use as paddlers, as hikers, as bikers, as hunters and anglers. Yeah, and, and you mentioned, like you said, right, there's like six or so in the email mentioned. There's like hundreds of them, which is so difficult, you know, the time for all of them, obviously. But, you know, I, I would say the most critical ones, I mean, we, we talked about this on last week's show, it's the ability to keep our emotions under control. And, and here's here's the biggest problem with this, Dan. We get no training on this. So we go through a school system that teaches us to memorize and regurgitate. So memorize information, take a test, 
And then, you know, the more you memorize, the more you can remember, the better your recognition is, the, the higher grades you get. The problem is we're not taught how to handle opposing points of view. We're not taught how to handle people that disagree with us. We don't know how to address it when we get upset. So we don't get any skills on this. What happens is, and what we're seeing right now as a society, is people who have just never been taught how to, when they get upset, they don't know how to express how they feel. So what they've been told to do is to turn off the emotion, to shut it down. You're at work now. Don't use this emotion. Turn it off. It's impossible to do. So what we're, what we're expecting people to do is to stop something that they're innately incapable of doing. Our emotions go no matter what. So it all starts with the emotional control piece. That's the number one thing when it comes to the thought. Okay. And one of the others you talk about is visualization. Um, I'm familiar with that. And, uh, uh, but it, it, it's really important, isn't it, for uh, athletes and for everyday folks to visualize what they're going to be doing? Critically important. Does not matter what sport, doesn't matter what you're doing. It's the ability to, this is called reticular activating system. If you've ever heard of that term before, reticular activating system is a bundle of, a bundle of nerves that sit on the stem of your brain that filters out information to find things you're looking for. So if I was to say to you, hey, Dan, have you ever seen a red Cadillac Escalade? You say, no, nope, Eric never saw one. You walk out the front door, you see five of them. <laughs> That's reticular activating system. Uh-huh. So when we, when we equate that to business, to sports, to any, to our relationships, what ends up happening is our back of brain goes searching for things that get planted. When we visualize things, when we have vision boards or just written visions, what we do is we bypass front of brain. So we say these things repetitively to get to our back of brain. Our back of brain doesn't recognize current tense, past tense, can, can't, could, shouldn't. All back of brain knows is if it's planted back here, I need to find a way to make it happen. When we visualize things, we're planning these ideas in the back of our mind and letting it go to work to find those things that we want. You know, uh, you're probably familiar with this study, and I'm not sure when or where it was done, but uh, somebody took basketball players of roughly equal ability and had them shoot, uh-huh. had half of them shoot free throws and half of them visualize shooting free throws, and all uh-huh. ten, let's say there were ten of them, uh, they all improved their uh, shooting percentage roughly equally. Uh, and some of them never touched a basketball. They just spent ten minutes uh, a day or two hours a day, whatever it was, visualizing themselves shooting baskets. It's crazy. And you, you, you talk about this, and it was like, you know, you look at like, and I, I don't want to offend anybody when I say this, but you look at like, Caitlyn Jenner, and that was Bruce Jenner back when, when he won when he won the gold medal. Mm-hmm. You, you, you you listen to anything, any interview, anything that was done, books that were written about him afterwards, and it will go to him saying, "When I before I stepped foot in that race, in my mind, I saw myself running around the Coliseum holding the American flag." If you remember that, Dan, when he mm-hmm. won, it was an iconic moment. Yeah, he visualized it. He said, "You know what? There were times that I saw that so clearly in my mind prior to the Olympics." I saw myself so clearly running around that Coliseum holding that flag that I actually had to pinch myself to make certain I hadn't already done it. So if you can see something that vividly in your brain to the point where you think you've already experienced it, what are the odds that that's not going to happen? I mean, it's just it has to happen because your brain will make a way, will find a way to make that happen. Wow, yeah. You know, um, my uh, younger brother, Pete, um, uh, had an experience um, similar to that, uh, but you know, not not uh, Olympic st- uh, level. Yeah. But uh, he um, he got invited to shoot sporting clays, which is a game that uh, you do with a shotgun and you go around different uh-huh. stations. You, you're familiar with it, I'm sure our listeners yes, are. Yep. Yep. And um, he had never done it before, but uh, they took him out. Uh, he was at some resort and he didn't want to play golf, so. They took him shooting clays, and he broke about 65-70% of the birds first time around. And the guy wow. uh, the, the guy who took him out said, you're pulling my leg, you've done this before. And Pete said, no. And uh, I, when he told me about it, I said, well, you've got good hand and eye coordination. You used to play racquetball. And he said, that's not it. He said, when I drive, I'm visualizing shooting every bird that flies across in front of my car. And I said... <laughs> Oh, my gosh, you know, uh, I actually got a magazine article out of that because uh, he was literally doing just what you're talking about. Here's the thing. Here's what this boils down to. If, anybody, if you've ever read the book or seen the movie The Secret, that was pretty big, you know, years ago. And what that was all about, to summarize it, it was if you thought hard enough about something, you would make it happen. So if you pull into a parking lot and you're looking for a spot, 
all you had to do was constantly in your brain find a parking spot, find a parking spot, and you find a parking spot. So the whole premise behind the book and the movie was your thoughts lead to your results. Okay, I take that one step further, and there's actually one part missing out of that equation. I understand why they excluded it from that from the equation because it just sounds great if you think something about happens. But the one thing that's missing, which is what makes all this all this make sense. Your thoughts don't directly lead to results, but your thoughts lead to your actions, and your actions lead to your results. That's the one thing that's missing. So it's all about how we think. There's no quote I have, and I'll stop unless you go. What the mind attends to, it considers. What the mind does not attend to, it dismisses. What the mind attends to continually, it believes, and what the mind believes, it eventually does. Mm -hmm. I, I use that quote with all my training with everyone. It's absolutely a prime example of if we can visualize ourselves in a situation, our brain has to find a way to make it happen. Mm -hmm. I've actually, uh, in a couple of uh, instances, visualized uh, a deer that I ended up shooting. Um, and, you know, it sounds a little woo-woo, and it doesn't happen every time. <laughs> I can go sit in a tree all day and go, deer, 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 and nothing happens, you know. Uh, uh -huh. But I have stepped into the woods a few times, and just, you know, you just know it's going to happen, and there's the deer, and you yep. get a shot. You know, I've had it happen with uh, with game birds as well. Um, well, um, so, okay, so that's, you know, that's great if we can um, take advantage of that if it, if it happens to us. How about remaining calm under pressure? Yeah, again, it all goes back to emotional control, Dan. This is, in, in, in my world of mental toughness training, I refer to this as systematic desensitization. And basically what that means, the same thing with Marine Corps training, military training, you constantly put yourself in a situation where you systematically desensitize your brain to the pain, to the discomfort. It's also referred to in the world psychology as graduated exposure therapy. So you consistently put yourself in a place. So when it, come, when it comes down to performing, when it comes down to remaining calm under pressure, what we're talking about is putting ourselves in a situation so frequently that when we're there, when the lights are on, when the when it's the gold medal that's on the line, our brain has already been there. We've experienced this. We've been there. It gives us the ability to remain calm, to do what we have to do. Someone like Simone Biles. Unfortunately, the mind got the best of her. She knew what she had to do. She practiced it thousands and thousands of times. Take her off the mat at the Olympics. Take her back home. She would have stuck every single move. Mm -hmm. The problem is she let she succumbed to her brain. If you don't put yourself in the situation enough, you're going to think that you've been there for the first time when really the skill was there. It was the mental piece that she was lacking. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, we got to wrap this up, but uh, is there a message you'd like to leave our listeners with uh, regarding, um, again, focusing on their outdoor activities? Well, I wouldn't say specifically the outdoor duties. And I would just say, I, I think this, this kind of goes off message just a little bit then, but I, I got to tell you what I've been really, I've been on a, a major mission the last year, I would say, trying to peace, trying to preach kindness, acceptance, and the ability to accept the opposing points of view. I feel like we're so missing this right now. Mm -hmm. So take everything else aside, regardless of what it is. It's the ability to recognize that ultimately at the core of all of us, we're all the same person, right? We're just different variations of the same core psychological blueprints. So for me, what it boils down to is just understanding that nobody dislikes anybody. We need to be kind to each other. I see a Kuna Matata from The Lion King. You ever saw The Lion King? Kuna Matata. Just, it means no worries, right? Just just be kind to each other. So I know, that, I know it doesn't really relate to a lot of what your listeners do from a sports standpoint, but from an overall happiness, peace, kindness standpoint, Kuna Matata, be kind to each other. And be kind to yourself, too. 100%. It starts internally. It's inside-out happiness, right? We, if we're not happy on the inside, we can't be happy on the outside. We treat others the way we feel about ourselves internally. Just be kind to each other. We all need it. All right. Well, Eric, thank you so much for uh, the inspirational message that you've uh, given us this week and last week. And people can get your book uh, from your website, I presume, right? Yes, sir. MentalToughnessSpeaker.com. They can go directly to my book website, which is EmotionalMarine.com. And um, I appreciate that, Dan. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great talking with you. You bet. Eric Rittmeyer, a mental toughness expert, as you might have surmised if you jumped in even into the middle of this interview, Marine Corps veteran, author of The Emotional Marine, and you can check out his website, mentaltoughnessspeaker.com. I'm Dan Small, more Outdoors Radio, 
right after this. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the disruption camo pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Huntworth Gear is high-tech camel wear at a price you can afford. It's available at Mills Fleet Farm, Blaine's Farm and Freet, and many other stores as well. And online at huntworthgear.com. Dot com. And joining us once again is country music recording artist and TV host Nick Hoffman. He's from Now Then, Minnesota originally, but he's been living in Nashville, he tells me, for 20 years or so. He toured with Kenny Chesney's band, was named uh, the Country Music Association Touring Musician of the Year back in 2012. He's co-founder of the country trio The Farm. And we'll talk a little bit about his music, but we really want to talk to him about his show. It's an award-winning TV series called Nick's Wild Ride, about to launch its sixth season on the Outdoor Channel and Bally Sports, which was until recently known as Fox Sports. Well, Nick, welcome back. Hey, thanks, man. I'm glad to be here. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. And, uh, you know, we talked last December, but a lot has changed since then. Uh, and we'll, we'll get to some of those changes. But for folks who have not seen your show, Nick's Wild Ride, tell us what it's about. Well, I mean, the, the show is, is kind of, um, a little different than most outdoor programming. It's a, it's a, I guess I like to call it an Anthony Bourdain style hunting show. Uh, it's a kind of, um, I go, the, the, the gist of it is I go somewhere to hunt and then explore local history and food and culture and music. And all the things that surround the area that I hunt. So the hunting is just part of it, as it is for all of us. You know, uh, you know, hunting isn't just about killing; it's about the experience and about the adventure, and that's what the show's all about. Yeah, and I've watched a few episodes. I must confess, I haven't seen it lately, but I really like that mix, and that sets you apart from other shows that are just uh, people whispering in a tree stand and sticking a big buck if they're lucky. Um, you know, you do much more than that. <laughs> um, well, don't get me wrong. I love, I love the, I love those shows too. And, and I, uh, you know, I'm a avid consumer of outdoor television and, and I enjoy the whisper, whisper, point, point shoot shows too. But, uh, <laughs> that's not what this show is at all. Uh, there were plenty of those out there and there are plenty of experts out there to do those shows. I am not an expert. I'm just a dude out there living his wildest dreams. Uh, you know, checking off my bus, my bucket list, uh, systematically. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. And it comes across very clearly in uh, in the show and that's uh, I think that's what people like about it. It's refreshing. Thank you. Well, uh, thank you. you. Before we went on the air, you know, we talked a little bit about what you've been doing. I imagine the pandemic that we've all been living with for now a year and a half has affected both your uh, music touring and TV production. Oh, that's an understatement. Uh, you know, when it, on the music side of things, the music business has been hit uh, as hard as any industry. Uh, you know, there, there isn't a trickle. Uh, there wasn't a trickle, I should say, at all for the, you know, from the last March until basically until about a month or so ago, the spigot was just shut off. Mm. Um, you know, the, the the music industry completely shut down, uh, and and it it put a lot of people out of work. It put a lot of people into bankruptcy. A lot of guys and a lot of women lost their homes. Uh, it, it was the, the music industry, like I said, I. I would argue it was hit as hard as any business out there, and it's not just the the, the musicians themselves, the you know the artists. It's it's every all the bus drivers and sure. the truck drivers sure. and, the, and the and the crew people and the people that actually make those, those shows go around. I mean, they you know those are that's their living and their industry, and, and it was just shut down. So anyway, uh, to to answer your question, yeah, the music side of things was was uh, hit hard. Uh, and I it shut my touring down, but in what I did do is record a new album during that time. Cool. So I'm excited about that. That'll be coming out in the, in the late fall. And then, yeah, it definitely impacted filming a TV show too. I mean, I travel all over the world to film this show. Yeah. And so um, it shut down a lot of trips. Uh, one of which was a big Mexico um, uh, desert sea part that I was really excited about that I finally did a year later uh, and then another one is a hunt that I'm going to leave for on Sunday uh, in Kyrgyzstan um, for Marco Polo sheep so it's uh, it's you know shut down those trips and, and delayed them a few years but things are starting to pick up again uh, yeah. the upside is that it gave me more time to sit in my deer camp and sit in the deer stand uh, you know what I mean yeah. so oh, I, yeah. I didn't get to travel for the big international trips as much but I got a lot more time with my family and a lot more time uh, in my at my deer camp. So, oh, cool! You know, yeah, that, you well, know, up and up and down. There's always a good side, or often a good side to uh, to the problems if we know where to look for it. Now, um, that's right. You are you, you have a new show season starting uh, September 13th. Uh, you were able to get a show a season completed. Yeah, I I, I was, and partly because I had. Um, you know the the flexibility of of being able to uh, take my time and kind of do more local things here, and then I was able to get um, you know because I let me back up. I operate everything about a year ahead, right? So we felt last year's hunts are the ones that aren't going to air this year, right? 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 So so you know the pandemic has been going on for a while, and I've kind of figured out places I could go and, and things I could do that would fit into the picture. And then also we're still kind of filming it. So um, this Kyrgyzstan hunt that I'm going on, for example, um, that I leave for next week will be probably the last episode of this season. Uh-huh. So we're coming in right under the finish, right <laughs> right into the finish line here. And uh, I just got back from Africa and we filmed a couple episodes there. So um, we're a little bit behind in our production schedule, but that's um, that's going to be okay because we've gotten to film some pretty special episodes. Yeah. All right. Well, can you uh, mention a couple of them? You mentioned Africa and the Marco Polo hunt coming up. Uh, what else can we look yep. forward to? I've got an elk hunt in Utah that was really special for me. I got to do something really cool there. I got we got to ride the Olympic bobsled track. Uh, oh. Um, while I was there too, you you might remember they had the Olympics there in 2002 in yep. Utah. So, yep. um, and uh, I've got um, the Mexico hunt. I've got uh, a whitetail hunt on my farm in Kentucky um, that I shot a really nice, really nice deer there. I've got a quail hunt in Florida that I'm really excited about. That was a ton of fun with some great dogs. Uh, just stuff like that, you know. It's it, it's um, some pretty pretty neat adventures and some really special people that I've met along the way and, and I've experienced a lot of really cool stuff and some really cool culture and I'm so excited for people to see it. Wonderful. 
Well, uh, let's get back to our sponsor. We have a sponsor in common, Huntworth Gear, and Jeff and I, uh, my radio partner, each wear Huntworth Gear camo, and uh, I know you do too, and you mentioned off-air here that there's a new product they've, they're coming out with. Yeah, they, they just released a whole uh, brand-new system of backpacks uh, from smaller kind of day packs to some bigger multi-day packs that are awesome, that I've had the the great portion of, of getting to kind of test out the prototypes of them. And I got to tell you, they're awesome. And bang for the buck, I think it's the best value in backpack out there. I mean, they, they just knocked this one out of the park. Nice. And the, the R&D team over there uh, that develops these products are, they're just, every time they come out with something new, they learn something from the, the time they did before. And, and man, they're just killing it over there. And I'm really really uh, proud to be on the team. Oh, wonderful. Well, folks uh, listening, we are going to give away a full suit of Huntworth gear worth several hundred dollars. At the uh, at the end of the show, we'll give you more information about how to enter. We mentioned it at the beginning. We'll mention it again at the end, so stay with us till the end of the show. Well, Nick, we got to let you go here uh, shortly, but is there uh, an adventure you're looking forward to that might uh, show up on Season 7? Yeah, I, I've got a pretty cool season planned. Uh, honestly, I the, the the biggest thing that I'm excited about, and one of the things that I haven't got to do quite as much of in previous seasons in Next Wild Ride is, you know, my first love, which is you know hunting whitetails. Uh-huh. You know, I, I probably show one whitetail hunt a year, uh, maybe two, and and that's because I you know I do go all over the place and do these other things. But this year I've got a couple of pretty big whitetail hunts planned. One of them is in. I drew a really cool white tail tag in upper northwest Kansas that's, you know, land of the giants over there. I'm going to draw a tag in Iowa this year, which I'm really excited about. And, uh, you know, on and on and on. So I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this year. All right. Well, Nick, thank you so much for spending uh, a few minutes with us again uh, this year. We'll probably catch up with you uh, before the year is out and see how some of those hunts are, are going. And, uh, uh, again, letting folks know that uh, Huntworth Gear is the sponsor, and uh, we'll be giving some away at the end of the show. So, uh, thanks so much, and good luck on your uh, on your Marco Polo hunt. I, I want to hear how that turns out. Well, I appreciate it, and you know, just to uh, remind your listeners that uh, you can check me out on on Instagram, which is at Mix Wild Ride, and Facebook, the same thing, uh, at Mix Wild Ride, and um, you can follow along. I'll be trying to post whatever I get a little signal over there, and uh, you can come check out the adventures. That's right, and his website, of course, is nickswildride.net. So uh, just uh, uh, Google Nick Hoffman, H-O-F-F-M-A-N, if uh, you're not sure where to find him. So, Nick, thanks so much, and good luck on all your hunts and your travels. Yeah, likewise. I hope you have a great season. Thank you. Nick Hoffman. Nick Hoffman is the host of Nick's Wild Ride. He is a Huntworth Pro staffer, and Huntworth gear, you can find it at many stores uh, around the upper Midwest and, and elsewhere, and also online at HuntworthGear.com. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio coming up right after this. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the Disruption Camo Pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. 
If your rifle, shotgun, handgun, or muzzleloader needs work this season, call Roger Williams at Northern Magnetic, LLC. A licensed professional gunsmith for over 35 years, Roger can repair, customize, rebarrel, install sights and scope mounts, and more on all firearms, makes, and models. When you need a professional gunsmith, call Roger at 262-339-1798 or visit FixGuns.com. That's 262-339-1798 or FixGuns.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Outdoors Radio is brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. You can check out Cedar Lake Sales on their website or Facebook page. Our updates and details are there, and they've got your new and used boats in stock as well as your accessories you need. Um, they, uh, you can check out Remy Battery as well. They're a family owned and operated, uh, company since 1931, serving Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. RemyBattery.com. And by Huntworth Gear, high tech camo wear at a price you can afford. It's HuntworthGear.com. And you know, Tracy from Cedar Lake Sales, uh, emailed me that they got a big shipment of pontoon boats in just last week. Uh, they may have some left if you're interested. If you missed an episode of Deer Hunt Wisconsin, our TV show, you can watch any show from the past several years at milwaukeepbs.org. And, you know, Jeff is reminding me, hey, it's almost deer season 2021, and I'm still talking about Deer Hunt Wisconsin 2020. If you want to watch last year's show, we have a YouTube channel, Deer Hunt Wisconsin. Just Google it, and uh, you should be able to find it. You can listen to this week's radio show, plus past shows up to about a year from uh, a year ago. Uh, on uh, Lake Link, go to lake-link.com, go to their outdoor media page, and uh, our radio show is right there, and uh, you can download it, take it with you wherever you go. You can follow Dan throughout the week at Dan Small Outdoors on social media. Follow me at Hardwater Jeff. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I was on a podcast with Howard Fox. It's called Success Insight Podcast, and successinsightpodcast.com is the uh, the link. Uh, you can find a link on my Facebook page. He turned the tables on me. I was a guest instead of the interview, and I had a lot of fun, actually. Boy, uh, we got several news items from the DNR. Bonus fall turkey permits are on sale as of today, Saturday, August 14th. The most listeners catch us on Saturday. Starts at 10 a.m. They're available for zones 1 through 4 only, and no bonus permits for zones 5, 6, and 7. Bonus antlerless deer permits go on sale Monday, August 16th at 10 a.m. You check the DNR website for the schedule. Uh, Pretty much uh, each day there's a different uh, section of the state. And if you are going to be hunting the farmland zone, antlerless permits are free uh, in the farmland zone, and those are available now if you want to make your selections. Just go to dnr.wi.gov. Keyword farmland antlerless permits. Speaking of deer, DNR has launched Operation Deer Watch. This month and next, I want you to report any deer sightings to help with population surveys. Again, go to the DNR website and search Operation Deer Watch. And Jeff, did you see the new Michigan State record Chinook uh, caught last Saturday? I did. Off Forty-seven pounds. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah, 47 plus and 47 and a half inches. I mean, that's, wow, that's it. That thing's a whale. Yeah, Lots I've spent some big... time in Ludington, Michigan. Beautiful place, and uh, they do put out a lot of big salmon. Yeah, they do. Uh, don't forget our giveaway this week, compliments of Huntworth gear, a $100 Huntworth clothing package to enter the drawing. Call 414-297-7554. Or email dsoradio at gmail.com. Leave your name and number and mention the giveaway. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at warrennelson.com. And Jeff, you've got a tournament this weekend, right? Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, all the way up to the Canadian-U.S. border that just opened up. Cool, cool. And you had some news from State Fair, but I think we're out of time, so we'll talk about that next week. Sounds good. All right, I'm Dan Small here with Jeff Kelm. Get outside this weekend and join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. You've been listening to Outdoors Radio. 
your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Find more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Brought to you by Lake Link, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. When the loon cries, lover, in the blue north wind, I'll be trolling home to you. When my wrist gets a little chilly on the gunnel, when my lazy ike is just too lazy to lure, when the worms go dry. Coffee can, honey, 